0: Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. If you're a brand manager or a marketer, entrepreneur, or you're just interested in everything digital, listen up, because this podcast is for you. We're Impressive, a digital marketing agency in Melbourne, we've put together this podcast to cover some of the most current topics in digital marketing. Every two weeks, we'll be talking about subjects related to SEO, PPC, and Facebook advertising. Some of the industry's experts will be jumping in on the mic for each show, with a different set of hosts every fortnight. This podcast is run by you, the listener. So reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about. All right, should we dive into the world of digital marketing?
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Impressive's Digital Marketer Podcast. My name's Chris and I'm currently interning here at Impressive. Joining me today, I've got Caleb, Impressive's account director, and a voice that will certainly sound familiar if you've been tuning into the podcast of late. Hey,
0: Caleb. How are you going? Hey, Chris. Good,
1: man. Good. Yeah, it's
0: uh, fun to be on. This time, I'm kind of the
1: guest, which is uh, a pleasant change of pace, but
0: uh, how's things with you, man? How's the internship been going?
1: Yeah, absolutely loving it so far. Just trying to be a sponge and soak up as much as I can. I mean, we got to go to Google Partners Summit the other week, which is great. Got to hear a few keynote speakers speak about upcoming trends in the industry. And just thought today it would be a good opportunity to go through some of the digital marketing tools that can really help digital marketers do their job better and more efficiently. You know, there's never been a more, in- more important time for marketers to stay ahead of the game and to strategically plan and execute their digital campaigns. So with that in mind, I thought today's episode would be a great chance to pick your brain, Caleb, and run through some of the digital marketing tools that you think might allow people to do their jobs better. So easy. Let's get into it. Sitting down with you the other day, Caleb, you were speaking about how developing a competitor analysis is a crucial part of your job. What tools do you use to help you make these reports?
0: Yeah, for sure. So look, you you kind of have different tools for different channels when making these things. But one of the best tools we've got to look into competitors and kind of can cover two channels is uh, SEMrush. Uh, huge at the moment, we we use it a lot, especially after having the team from SEMrush come into our office and give us a bit of a product demo. I mean, I've used it for years and years and years. Yeah, you can get a URL and, you know, figure out what keywords they're ranking for on that. But when you actually play with all the different settings in that tool and jump in fairly deep, they've got a lot of really insightful stuff. So first of all, from a SEO point of view, what's really great is you can do what we call the keyword gap tool, or they call the keyword gap tool. You take your URL, you take your competitor's URL, and I think three or four other competitors. You can get up to five, I think. Dump it in. SEMrush will then find all of the keywords you share with them, the volume behind it, the difficulty for those keywords. So you can really look at, I guess, what your competitors are targeting and see. You know, if they're ranking higher for that than you are, you know, is it worth you then targeting that and adding that into your campaign? Uh, Or you find, hey, like, oh, my competitor is really going after this niche and we don't do it. I wonder if that's something we should look into. Uh, It's really insightful. You can download all of this stuff as a sort of a CSV export, or you can just look at like some really pretty graphs that Sam Rush show you. It also has a similar feature for a backlink gap. So you can then see where your competitors are getting their links from um, versus where yours are from. And giving you some sort of, so, I guess, toxic information on those links, whether it be your competitor has some toxic backlinks or you do. Another really cool feature from SEMrush, as far as PPC and AdWords goes, is you can chuck in a competitor's URL and it'll actually show you the specific ads they're running and the keywords they're targeting. So gone of the days of just trying to Google your competitor, what you think your competitor is optimizing their campaign for and hoping to trigger an ad if you're in the right location at the right time of day on the right device, you can actually now see their ad copy across all their different campaigns through SEMrush.
1: Is this a free tool that people can download?
0: No, no. So it is a paid subscription. So you best to sort of contact SEMrush to get a deal with them, it is quite expensive. But for what you can do with it, if you're serious about taking your digital marketing uh, properly and want to really you know, uh, lift the curtain on your competitors, I, like, I think it's
1: value, It's certainly worth uh, getting the subscription for. A lot of people out there probably think, you know, as long as I focus on what I'm doing, why do I need to know what my competitors are doing? What's the importance of doing a good competitor analysis? You can stick to your own guns and do what you want really, really well. But, you know,
0: if you look at something like, uh, I guess, Coke and Pepsi, right? So Coke just does Coke really well. But if Pepsi goes out and does something like Pepsi Max, Coke need to do Diet Coke as well. And it works in both ways. So you can just be a legend of what you're doing. But ultimately, innovation is going to get your competitors in front. uh, And you kind of want to make sure you're across that
1: too. Hmm. But I guess also if you identify something that your competitors aren't doing well, that might be a good opportunity for you to go after. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Speaking of competitors, a place where everyone out in the market is is on social media. What social media tools do you advise people to look at?
0: For sure. So like looking from a competitive point of view and trying to, again, spy on your competitors, um, previously the best way to do it was you just jump on their site and you could download a, download a little Chrome plugin called Pixel Helper. It's It was designed to help you make sure that your Facebook pixel installed correctly on in your site, but obviously what it does mean is you can check competitors' sites to see if they've got a pixel installed to, I guess, understand if they are or aren't doing Facebook advertising. But in sort of the last two months, Facebook have actually come out with a really cool new feature. It's obviously, you know, them reacting to sort of the privacy breaches and data breaches and wanting people to understand they're an open book, so... You can now go to any Facebook page, anything that's set up as a business. And, you know, over on the left hand side there'll be the about us, you know, photos, videos, whatever. There's now also an info and ads section. So this is huge for us. You can actually just click on this and look at every single ad that any business is running on Facebook. So you can't look at their targeting or anything, but you can get a bit of an idea. You know, what's their ad copy about, what's their creative look like, who they're going after, as well as getting your own creative ideas as well.
1: And this is something that anyone can do. You don't need to be in a in a penthouse in new york
0: (laughs) no no if you get a facebook account you can see it which uh
1: which i suppose is fair because if uh if you've got a facebook account they can advertise to you so it kind of works both ways found another really handy tip that you can do just subscribe to your competitors email list yeah absolutely um you know create a fake email address if you like and uh yeah see what they're
0: doing try and get an understanding of their email marketing campaign as well
1: moving on from competitors what can people do for
0: their own businesses the number one thing is Google Analytics obviously had that installed. I think that kind of goes for, for itself. But as for improving your own campaigns and everything, we use a whole range of tools. If you look at, I guess, specifically for SEO, things that are going to be quite important to you uh, are looking at how your site's structured, if there's duplicate content, and I guess the page speed and site speed. So a cool tool we use called Screaming Frog, what it does is it basically crawls your site in a very similar way that Google crawls your site. It'll show you every single page, every single page title, all the meta descriptions, H1 titles, H2 titles, things like that. So you can then research, you know, what basic sort of uh, important stuff in an on-site optimization. And it will be things like a unique page titles, you know, having only one H1 per page. Screaming Frog allows you to look at this in, a, in kind of an Excel document. And you can easily sort by, say, length of page title. And then it will clump all of the duplicate page titles together. And there you've got a list of things you need to fix. I think that is a relatively cheap service. Or you can get one that crawls, you know, like the first 500 pages of your site for free. Um, But really, really useful. And often I find it gives you a lot of homework because you realize that you've got, you know, 17 pages with the same meta description. And all of a sudden you've got to write, you know, 156 characters for each page then that are unique.
1: And just for people out there who perhaps haven't heard of on-site optimization before, what's the difference between on-site and off-site? For sure. So it is a question we kind of get a lot uh, around SEO
0: campaigns. So basically, you know, if you think about uh, an SEO campaign and your website as a shop front, right? So the on-site is you go in, you make all the technical changes on the specific site, kind of like going into the shop and making sure everything's up to scratch. That way, when Google crawls your site, it likes to see everything that it wants to see. Off-site is where we then going to other sites and saying basically, hey, come to this site because it's the best in its field. Kind of like going out on the street and saying to people, hey, come around to our client's shop
1: uh, and go in there where the on-site's really good and buy from there. So it's obviously the two parts. So really, if you don't have your foundations in your your in-store foundations built up, you don't have your pillars, you don't have your walls set up. There's no shop there for people to look at in the first place. So do you prioritize off-site over on-site? No, they're both huge and both massively
0: important. In the process of how things go, you better do on-site first, obviously. But off-site probably has a greater priority and is where the bulk of your you know, SEO spend will go
1: and kind of where the long-term growth of SEO comes from. And now moving away from search engine rankings and tools to help that, what are some cool pay-per-click tools that people can use? Yeah, for sure. So the
0: two ones that I've used back when I used to run AdWords campaigns myself, uh, there's a keyword concatenation tool and a location tool. So first I'll go through the location tool. My favorite example talking about this stuff is always shoes. So Chris, let's say you sell red shoes and you have a store in every single suburb in Victoria. Now, obviously that'd be a pretty huge business. To then generate a list of every single suburb of Victoria would be quite hard. You've got, you know, obviously you go for your, your Richmond's and Hawthorns and, and Collingwood's, the big towns. But, you know, what about those weird little ones uh, like Cremorne? Uh, you want to make sure you capture all of those because remember, you've got a shops in every single one. So we have this tool and we'll obviously put a link to this one uh, as well as all the other tools we've mentioned in the show description. What it does is it lets you draw a radius or select an area on a map uh, within Australia, and it'll give you every single registered suburb within that radius and postcode, and you can have them separate. That's really, really useful information. Again, think about you know a, a plumber who you know works out of the the western suburbs to just be able to grab every single western suburb in a list uh, to start bidding on uh, is really, really useful. But then you know if you have multiple locations and you need to get multiple lists and you offer multiple services, you've got a bit of a problem here where you need to be quite good uh, at Excel to kind of marry all of them up and make sure you've got every combination of service and suburb that you offer. So another cool tool we use is a keyword concatenation tool. Now what it does is you can put you know cheap in one column, red shoes in another column, and then that full list of suburbs. You then get every single combination of cheap Red shoe, suburb, and suburb. You'll also just get red shoe and suburb, uh, and all these different variations, which otherwise you would have to manually create. Uh, Really good to capture a lot of search.
1: I mean, something I've learned very quickly working here at Impressive is that although content's king, unique content is good. Um, There's a lot of people out there who are probably trying to protect their unique content that they've made. What tools can help with avoiding people plagiarizing stuff that you've put a lot of hard work into? So unfortunately, there'll always be people out there that will try and copy your
0: content and what you're doing. Uh, It's actually happened to us uh, at Impressive quite a few times. But a really cool tool you can use, and it will crawl uh, your site fairly cheaply. Um, I think it does it does it page by page for free. Uh, It's called Copyscape. What it does is you dump in your homepage. It will then bring up kind of a percentage of how much content has you know is duplicate from other pages around the web. Uh, You're always going to get you know a little bit of duplicate content here and there, just purely because. Talking about similar topics you know, in different areas or on different sites is always going to have some things together. But obviously, if you start seeing large percentages uh, of duplicate content on you know, one particular site, it's probably worth contacting
1: that site and asking them to take it down. And why is it that people need to be protecting their unique content? How is, how is someone else copying what they've done going to impact their search engine ranking?
0: Yeah, for sure. So Google loves unique original content. Like I was saying, content on your own site as well. And, you know, when we talked about the the page titles and everything, but also content on other people's sites. Google wants to make sure you're doing your job legitimately um, and that you're a legitimate website for it to present people to come to for their searches. Uh, ultimately, you know, Google needs to satisfy someone's search. Otherwise, it stops being a service that uh, people will use. So, because of that, Google will penalize sites with duplicate content. Often, we see dodgy setups trying to uh, just start a new website and new business by copying all of the text from an already existing uh, website and business who are doing quite well. Obviously, Google will penalize
1: that. And I guess at the end of the day, if the content's more relevant, there's going to be more clicks, um, people are going to convert more, and there's going to be more growth for everyone. Exactly, yes. So if you could choose one tool that you'd swear by and that you'd use for the rest of the year, if you only got to choose one, which would be your favorite? Oh, that we kicked off with it. And I think
0: uh, SEM rush it's just so powerful. Uh, And the more you play around with it, the more insightful it gets and the more sort of details you can pull out of it for your own site, for your own performance plus competitive
1: uh, stuff. It's really, really useful. What about keywords everywhere? That's something that I've come across quite a bit in my first few weeks here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So keywords everywhere is pretty cool, um, particularly from again a search perspective. So it's basically a plugin you can use in Chrome, uh, and it will highlight you know basically commonly searched phrases uh, on websites, and it'll give you information about that. So search frequency, um, the CPC, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. So it can be really useful. Not one I personally use too much, um, but. I have seen, you know, the tech guys use it for their keyword research really often. And again, it's super simple. You can jump on a competitor's site uh, and keywords everywhere will kind
1: of highlight the keywords on their site that they think uh, that are being targeted. I mean, I think even in terms of building AdWord campaigns, it allows you to choose your favorite keywords and save them and then compiles it in a list. And then if you want to just copy that straight over, it saves you so much time. Awesome. I personally didn't know that did that. That's really cool. Yeah. Little star emoji. Ah, Awesome. Thanks, that's it, man. Caleb, another tool that I've heard you speak very highly about is Google Trends. Word on the street is that you spend most of your spare time at home on this as well, outside of office hours. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Google Trends and what that can be used for? Yeah, absolutely. So it is a dirty little
0: secret of mine that I often just sit on my couch on my laptop with Google Trends open. So Google Trends is really, really cool. Like It it just gives you an indication of what keywords have been searched over time, what's sort of trending and heading up, and what's what's on the decline. So, you know, what's happening here in Melbourne at the moment, obviously footy finals. Uh, If you were to search, I'm imagining uh, something like Richmond or Collingwood, or I think Melbourne is probably going to be a good example here, the sort of underdogs of finals at the moment. Their search volume for something like Melbourne Football Club will be really, really climbing and, you know, ramping up about this time of year because people are wanting to, you know, get tickets or look at memberships for next year, Uh, you know, jumping on the bandwagon a little bit. If you were to look at, say, You know, someone like Essendon, which is going to hurt to talk about, is that you'll see we'll have a steep incline towards the end of the season and then a sharp drop-off because we didn't make finals. Looking at a whole heap of different uh, trends over time can be really insightful. Google Trends, it's just trends.google.com. Is, is just such a cool tool to identify if something in your business is, you know, on the incline or decline for, you know, just general consensus of people around us. Or like people can be asking some more long-form questions. So I, th- I think a really insightful one is if you sort of filter it to America or even probably globally, honestly, a question that wasn't being asked five years ago was how impeachment works. But now, a lot of people are now starting to search how impeachment works um, because of the state of things over there. Whereas, you know, five years ago, that wasn't a question that a lot of people were really worrying about. So you can kind of identify, the, you know, obviously the trend uh, with the president being elected
1: and then there are sort of things coming up. So really, yeah, jump in, play around with it. Really cool. I mean, I guess Google Trends is a perfect example of digital strategy integrating with normal marketing philosophy. Using online mediums, people can now formulate pricing strategy, product strategy, and really use it as a platform to kickstart their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, Caleb, for today. A lot of food for thought and definitely a lot of helpful tools that people can use now. Listeners, please join us in another couple of weeks. Caleb, thank you very much for today and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks.